This is a homebrew podcast. Uh, Oliver, a message just arrived, and the welterweight champion of the universe just sent you a challenge? Who? Some crazy guy named Maniac Alistair. You ever heard of him? Tell him no. He's not even in my weight class. Where do they even find these guys? Well, have you watched the challenge video? The what? Here, I'll put it on. Ooh, I'm coming for you, heavy arms, Oliver. Cause I'm the tower of power. Too sweet to be sour. You think a little weight class is gonna stop me from coming for you? Them just rules. And well, rules, them were made to be broken. Just like your neck could be broken. Cause I'm the cream of the crop. And I'll always rise to the top. And now my obligated promo for my sponsor, Bust Into a Bellabite! Well, you heard it here, folks. Maniac Alistair challenges Heavy Arms Oliver for his title! Hey, I know that guy. Well, tell him I'm gonna beat his ass. Why you can't? Oh, don't tell me. Why not? He's one of our new crew members. You gotta read the docket. Oh, for the love of God, I'm still gonna beat his ass. Hey, did somebody call me? Hey, hey, oh. Oh, hey, that's the guy setting up the ring in the cargo bay, right? Oh, it's fucking on! Good! Hurry, popcorn! Well, welcome to the crew, Maniac Alistair. Good luck fighting Oliver. Welcome back to the homebrew. I'm the Dungeon Master, Grant Milky, joined by Austin Brady. Zaldwin, God of Change. First of the Lanajiro, lost among the lost. Cody Smith. Master hacker Carl Gauss. John Cayley. Mr. Goy, I think I pissed on a god. And Tyrell Nye. Tevian, first disciple of the new god of change. Oh, goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Time conquers all things. Before the creation of the prime existence, the six determined they would depart the fundamental plane. They believed the fundamental plane was too broken to fix. A better world was a quest taken on by heroes a million times with no real change, just varying cycles of peace and war. There were too many gods, too powerful, too fractured. So many layers of existence, no one even knew what was at the top anymore. Toddlers discovering the ability to reshape reality, demons consuming so many gods and becoming so massive and imperceptibly powerful that what it meant to exist lost all meaning. Life was simply the period of time between your essence's birth to a farmer and the eventual consumption by another. A quest taken on an infinite number of times in an infinite number of ways is fated, or maybe doomed, to eventually succeed. And it did just that. The Six would leave the fundamental plane behind, leave the gods behind to consume one another, bring all sentience to a new universe, separate them carefully, plant them where they would thrive, Give them worlds, give them freedom, give them sentience. They didn't need everything. They determined they only really needed six powers. The power to manipulate time, the power to change things, the power to create things, the power to destroy things, and the powers over the spark of life and the guidance and finality of death. With that, they would create their new world. So they set out on a quest. They learned these powers, destroyed what farmers they needed to. They made deals, they tricked, bargained, took became powerful. They were not 
even notably powerful on the fundamental plane, but gods of the prime existence, gods of the lives they would save. Finally, when their work was complete, at the end of a long path of love, loss, adventure, victory, conquest, defeat, and all of the things that come with quests of that magnitude, they created their world. They created their new plane, their lives work, the prime existence, but it was imperfect. Destruction's power corrupted them. They were too powerful. There as a balance, which was meant to ensure nothing grew to the devouring powers that roamed the fundamental plane. But as it did to so many before, it overtook her and she began to devour. So they started over. It started again, but with every passing iteration of the prime existence, destruction lost herself more. The six and the pact they made to fix things began to fall apart. After 35 attempts at a perfectly balanced universe, life, death, and creation determined there was no place in their new world for destruction. Creation needed no balance that could not be provided by time and death. They needed only to know the amount of matter and energy that was needed to sustain this new universe. After so much effort, with so much in the balance, they believed the only way to proceed was without her. But time loved destruction. Time loved her before they secured their powers and more so after. It seemed as if the curse of the fundamental plane would extend to this new world. The forces of time, change, and destruction would go to war with life, death, and creation. But at the final hour, brokenhearted but believing they had no choice, change betrayed time. Change was not the most powerful god, but they did provide a balance. With the ability to reshape reality, change joined forces with the other three and erased destruction placing a finite limit to the amount of matter in the prime existence. The now motherless forces of destruction banished and chained forever to exile by the god of change, Adam. They knew, or they thought, time had no choice. Destruction could not be brought back. Adam had banished the demons and forces of destruction. The world had been created, given life, balanced out with death and rebirth. Time could either join them and finish their plan, or abandon all hope of existence for all life forever to be consumed by the fundamental plane. Their plan seemed perfect, but time always wins. Time conquers all. So crew, we're here in the captain's quarters. There's a 3D projection playing from Calypso. The story is kind of wrapping up. There's a very old elf who you know to be kind of the original Adam who is speaking to you right now, telling you this story. Goy, you would recognize them as the form that uh, Adam took uh, after they took over the Oasis. And he says, but I have a secret, a secret I needed to take with me and a secret I've decided to bring back. Whatever your name is, Zaldwin, they are addressing you, you would know. Whatever your name is, I want you to know you're not me and you never will be. We may share essence, we may share a body, but what I've done, who I became, the things I had to do, they are mine. I did not hide our memories. They're gone forever. I went back to the fundamental plane. I hid for years. I hid for years. There's not much left there. I thought we could survive and we did for a long time, hundreds of years, but it wasn't enough. We couldn't do it alone. It took me too long to find a way back. I had to put everyone to sleep. We created a world for them with Calypso. I want to believe given a chance to start over I would choose life again, and I hope I did. I hope you're happy. Inside Calypso's core is the key to where I hid away what power I could. If you're here, it's time to take it, and it's time to wake everyone up. And then the projection would end. 
That's a lot of taken, now, Zeldwin. Yeah. I can play it again. No, no, you you don't need to play it again. I just, it needs to marinate with me a little bit. All the best shrimp does. God, not you too. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if I take this power from your core, will you cease? No, I don't even know what's in there. It is yours to take, Zaldwin. I know that you locked it. Uh, I don't know how to get in there. It's not a part of me. It's just it contained in the same place where I am. It's it's just data. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to hold the core. And I think I'm just going to say it open. Yeah, so the part that is kind of containing Calypso would indeed fly away. There is this kind of bright, it's a square with circles on every face that kind of form this kind of beautiful geometric shape and it seems to glow this kind of faint purplish hue uh, and it, it opens. Calypso is still on the monitors and these little nanobots that I have mentioned are in the room. Mm-hmm. They would kind of buzz around and again start to form you these chairs like when you went into Calypso earlier and they would plug directly into the core. You'll have to go in if you want to. I All right. walk up and sit in the chair. Yeah, I'll follow him. Is there more than one to chair or is this just like a Zaldwin thing by himself to go in? There are four chairs being replicated for you and it will take a moment as the nanobots kind of like buzz around. Picture like a dot matrix printer. You know what I mean? Like it's like 3D sure. printing in front of you. Okay. Are you okay, Zaldwin? I know it was a lot. Yeah, I'm okay. I just... I don't know what this means for me, you know, uh, for, for us, whatever we are, whatever I am, whatever power this is, it's gonna, gonna come with quite the responsibility. Oh yes, I've kept our secret for a long time, I hope. I did alright, everyone is safe, I haven't lost anyone. I'm gonna reach over and press my hand to the core and rub my thumb over it. You did spectacularly. You did really wonderful. Everybody's everybody's safe, and everybody will be part of this world now. Where will they go? What will we do now? I've talked to a friend of mine, and we have a place for them to live. Is it safe? Safe as a place as ever. As safe as I can remember. It's run by the people, so they're not going to be stuck with any corporate assholes trying to take advantage of a whole bunch of people that don't know any better. All right. I think it'll work. It's not the oasis I know, but I think there's a chance for people. Like he, you, said, it did work for a long time. Like you remember it. Like you crafted the the rest for everyone. It did last for a long time. And you were right. We did need other people. Basically, as this is printing, if you guys want to have any conversation amongst yourselves, it will take, you know, we'll take a second. I don't know how everyone's feeling. If everyone's just standing there with their jaws dropped. Yeah, I think I'm pretty shocked, but I think after, you know, a little bit of waiting and, you know, them talking about some personal stuff, I do think I would ask, uh, so, Calypso, you seem to have a little bit of knowledge about the nature of some things, being as long-lived as you are. Um, I realize you spent a lot of time in a different dimension, but... Do you have any insight on, like, like what is the purpose of 
the, do you even know what do you know what the path is? I understand that Adam was trapped in a place for a long time. Right. That's where my crew found him. Certainly. Well, to me, that path, I've only ever known it as a prison. Hmm. I don't know of its purpose outside of serving as a prison for Adam. Some sort of punishment for his, what time would call a betrayal. Interesting. You had mentioned, like, when we came in, that you thought that hiding from the entropy was the best solution. Do you have any insight on the nature of that? You seem pretty confident in your strategy. Well, it was Adam's strategy. He left, he hid, he took the power that he could, and he went into the fundamental plane, and he drifted. And I mean, they they were happy there. To my knowledge, Saldwin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you were relatively happy and have many good memories and love all of the people that you knew, and they lived out that life many times over. How how many times have I lived this life? Well, this one, this one's new. Zaldwin is, Zaldwin is real. Zaldwin is who you are. Uh, as far as the simulation that is uh, all of your people at rest, I mean, I don't even know. Maybe thousands of times. Zaldwin just takes in the weight of all of that and reaches underneath their poncho cloak thing and, and just touches a, you know, piece of jewelry fidgeting with it kind of nervously and looks back up. I don't know what made you change your mind to come back for the others, to come back for the prime existence. I only know that you wanted me to keep everyone safe and I did my best. And I know that you didn't want me to let you come back in here until you were ready. Well, if you trust me, I will say that our job is not over. We've still got a lot ahead of us. If you will be there by my side, yet still. Her visage nods. I do. I trust you. I can't say I understand, but I trust you. And then uh, her her image looks back at Carl. I'm sorry, I can't be of more help. Do you have any other questions? Mm. You know anything about a door? A door being stuck open at the end of the path? I'm sorry, I don't. Hmm. Worth a shot, right? I didn't say anything about it. Anything about a door? Uh, the convergence. What about that? Well, as I understand it, the convergence is where all life was brought together from the fundamental plane. It was the event and the point in space at which the fundamental plane and the prime existence intersect. It was how you brought everything here. That's the convergence. Also what you called the convergence. Are you being literal or figurative? I apologize. I don't understand. We actually don't really know yet. I think right. both. It's really hard to keep track of. I understand. Especially not having it in front of us, you know. I wish maybe I'll find something in here that'll help us. I am certain that you will. Zaldo nods again and looks simultaneously both sad and proud. I think going through and trying to reconcile with real and not real, even though there are these like words of reassurance, you know, like you you are Zaldwin. You know, your your life is real. You know, th- there is this kind of reconciliation that has to go through Zaldwin's head. And they're just grappling with kind of confirming all of these things. Okay. Well, without any other discussion that would need to take place, 
I would say you are able to hop in those chairs and get plugged right into the core if you so desire. Yeehaw, let's do it. Yeah. Let's find out what kind of powers you left yourself. Yep, Carl snap all his fingers and crack his neck and sit in the chair. As does Mr. Goy. Is it everything you dreamed it was, Carl? Well, it's definitely interesting. I don't know what I expected, man. The simulation? That's more what I was expecting. Didn't expect it to be a simulation. Me too. Me. Me too. Let's let's get moving so I can get my people out of here. All right, I got three people going in. Oh, Tevian sits, absolutely. As soon as his chair was made, he sat. Okay. I'm sad. I'm <laughs> sad. Sad. I am sad. <laughs> okay, so everybody sits in these chairs that have been printed for you. You are plugged directly into the core. It is not until all four of you are plugged in that you are basically like pulled out of your bodies. Your mind seems to be like hurtling through space right now. Like it feels like it's being pulled apart. Like for a moment, like you kind of feel everything at once. And then there is just this calm. And then it is met with like just a billion screaming souls clamoring for meaning. And you feel hundreds and hundreds of lives playing out in your head. You die and are born over and over and over again. When it feels like too much, you start to lose yourself. It gets very quiet for a moment. And then you open your eyes. Everybody, you are long rested. Please refill all of your resources for this. Basically, the way that this works, you have both of your character sheets and you have the resources shared between both of your characters. If you have an ability that is shared between the two characters, you get it one time. So that's just the blessings as far as I know. Basically, you have both of your character sheets and if you burn through both of their hit points, you're out, okay? Okay. There's no death saves in here and you can't die, but if you burn through both of your character's hit points, you're out. You're kicked out of the simulation. Got it? Everyone good on that? Yeah. I think so. I think so. I'm very scared, but yes. (laughs) I just said you can't die. What are you scared of? Uh, Every time I change the map, you can choose which... Think of like throwing out a Pokeball. You can choose which character sheet you're Mm, playing with. Okay. If you burn through that, you can start playing as the other character. You can't change willy-nilly though, not at all. But if you get to zero hit points, then your other character comes out. If that character gets to zero hit points, you're out. Got it? All right. That makes sense? I think I get it. I think so. Okay. Everyone is long rested. When I change the map, you can choose who you're playing as. These are a little bit difficult as far as encounters go, okay? Do I get my Steel Defender? Yes. You guys can do whatever you want in this little staging area. Right now, you are in a room. It is a smooth stone room. This is the demi-plane that Change crafted to store whatever he hid away. There are four orbs in this room. One of them is growing bright purple. Zaldwin, you know that that represents you. Fucking doors. There are three doors in this room, and those three doors are adjacent to the orbs that are a little bit smaller. There's a white one, a black one, and a blue one. Death, life, creation. Zaldwin will go over to the orb that represents them. Beautiful. Yeah, you feel this kind of like reaching out to you. Uh, It is familiar. It is you, right? 
just as much as you are it. This is you. But nothing else really happens other than the familiarity. I look past the orb at everybody else with this very nervous look across my face and just looking for some sort of confirmation from anyone. Uh, what should we do? Hmm. Should we just randomly stand by an orb as well? Is that the one? Perhaps. Perhaps we can do that. When there isn't really the emotional reassurance that Zaldwin needs, Zaldwin <laughs> will just reach out and touch the orb. It doesn't react to that. Like, you definitely are able to feel into it, um, and it would, again, feel warm, feel familiar. It would not respond negatively to that. It feels like this is definitely a, a piece of you. Zaldwin, and it, it, it is swelling I think, and it is larger than the other orbs, kind of as an acknowledgement of your familiarity with it. Can I bring it into myself? No. Absorb the orb. I'm trying to absorb the orb. Absorb. 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 Sounds like a great marketing campaign. Koi's going to look at Tevin and Carl, who are kind of standing by the death and then creation and walk over to life. The orb, I think, is where he is. The white orb. Just take up a position over there. Yeah, that do anything? Um, so Goy has walked over to the white orb, which you call the life orb. What are the rest of you guys doing? Tevian walked to the closest orb to him when they started saying that we should probably walk to the different orbs. So he just walked right up to the one that was closest to us and is standing watching Zaldwin, which Tevian has not looked away from Zaldwin since the enlightenment that Calypso gave us. Okay. Carl wanders over to the other orb, the blue one, takes a look at it, see waits for some sort of reaction. Zeldon, I think, would start to hook on to the fact that Tavian is just staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just be like, uh, everything okay over there, Tev? Everything is as it should be. You are the wind. I am but a leaf on it. Okay, that's a lot. Hmm. That's that's a lot. What's the next step? So there was no real reaction from these orbs, it seems, from us. I'll go over and inspect the white orb with Goy. Inspect how? Can I roll, like, Arcana check or... Sure. Ugh, not great. A 13. Yeah, uh, not really able to divine anything in particular. It seems like... The orb Zaldwin is in front of that he is, uh, again, he feels this kind of familiarity with, is reacting to him. Uh, you do not get anything from the white orb that Goy has approached. Did I get one from the blue orb at all? How do you go about, are you stand? you mentioned you're standing by it. Do you interact with it physically at all? Um, yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely try and inspect it kind of like... I did with Goy's there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, seeing Zaldwin touch his, I think I would be okay with touching it. I'll take a crack at it with my tools, my artisan's intuition. I can use my mm -hmm. artisan's tools, like my, you know, tinkerer's tools or something. Take a look at it. Okay. The moment that you touch this blue orb, Carl, your mind is basically torn apart as we mentioned as you're pulled into this simulation you start to see this like 
crazy flipping through almost like a book being fanned out like you uh, when you dealt with the chrononomicon of all of these just past lives that you have lived and as you are kind of like turned inside yourself all four of you are pulled into this room it's a stone room the smell of must hits your nose and the stench of like death and decay surrounds you Uh, your ears pop you sense that you are deep underground this is not a lost ruin this is a physical place that you are in and you are somewhere deep deep underground before you inexplicably stand several soldiers in a very fine golden armor and red feathered helmets flanked by palisades a huge undead knight in plate mail stands among them and behind them a pale wizardly figure so old you're shocked they don't just crumble to dust he has wispy hair and long curled fingers behind the wizardly figure is a throne made of black stone with a floating dark orb of power atop it in the corner of this room a massive green stone carved horned devil sits it is smiling its mouth is wide open with an impenetrable darkness inside of it out of it crawls a grotesque bulbous creature has three legs eyes and nose set on a vine-like stalk that snakes out from the top of its bloated body and it has tentacles that have these like spiky leaf-like ends to them the soldiers snap to attention and they slam their swords to their shields bellator today we die and they all whoop in unison, and the wizard in the background begins to cackle. <laughs> you again. Roll initiative, guys. Shit. <sighs> Twenty two. Twenty for Goy. I am going to not only push you guys as far as the combat goes, but I need you to really get into a place of kind of like abstraction as far as the RP goes here, okay? Now, you are playing Zaldwin, Mr. Goy, Tevian, and Carl. Yes. That is who you are as far as your character sheet goes. But. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to roll an extra d10 for initiative before we start this. And I got a perfect 10. Juicy. So I have a 24. I top initiative. Nice. Tevian. Yes. And Carl. Yo. In this moment... As you are here, you are not yourselves. Interesting. You are, in so much as Carl, you are Grundle, right? Right now, you are Vantagraph. And Tyrell, right now, you are Maxwell. Okay. So picture this basically like Goku casting the father-son Kamehameha with Gohan, right? Like this is your other self acting through this physical manifestation. I understand I'm pushing you a little bit and I understand things are going to get really weird. I've only just begun. It's going to get weirder, I promise. But right now, you are not Tevian. You are Maxwell. You are not Carl. You are Vantagraph. It's supposed to be weird. Okay. Lean into it. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Okay, so Vantagraph is standing here and Maxwell is standing here, but we will fight as if we were our own characters. Got it. Yep. Got it, got it, got it. We're on a new floor, so we can we can choose which character sheet we use first, correct? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Right well, on. Well, if I'm Vantagraph, I feel like I should probably be Grundle. Okay. 
Fair enough. Out. Makes sense. <laughs> if I am this person, I should be this other person. No, I yes, a hundred percent. You're, you're, yeah, you're yes. on I it. like it. I got, I like it. I'm here. Okay, yeah. I, I'm. I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it. Yeah, you totally get it. As far as so, I, I'm thinking about using gray for this one. Uh huh. Preparatory things that I would have had done at the beginning of the day is that still. Or do I have to, like, spend a whole turn casting, like, fucking mage armor? I'll allow ma- mage armor, but, like, uh, blade singing and haste and stuff, yeah. you'd have to cast. Yeah, for sure. All right. Who do we have? I will stay as Goy in this. Okay. And I don't... I'm not portrayed as anybody else in here. Like, there's Vantagraph. Or... Now, are we to act as the characters that we look like? That's completely up to you. I want you guys to have fun right. with this. Lean into it. You are... Maxwell, you are Tevian, you are Oliver. You can access Oliver right now, this whole time. This is basically, right, right, we are right. hurtling through infinite possibilities right now, and shit's going to get fucking weird. All right. And listeners, you're not supposed to fucking know what's going on, so stop trying to figure it out, because you're not going to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You're not supposed to. Yes, everything I should know. be as raw as it feels. <laughs> okay, Tevian. Okay. You, in particular recognize the foreboding form at the north side yeah, face of no this I room. Do. This giant green smiling devil. Oh man. As soon as we got into this map I knew what that was. Alright. Um so okay, so has combat begun? Combat has begun. Okay. Fantagraph, I shall provide you cover fire if you could do what you're best at and block the way for me. And Maxwell will raise his arm and as he raises up his arm and just palm out towards the enemies in front of him, his hand will break away and fall apart and a cannon will emerge from the wrist and he will open fire. And he'll fire once, 20, uh, on the, uh, on the, this, um, the second, uh, soldier in the line directly ahead of us. And then he will Beautiful. Yeah. 22 again. absolutely hits this thing. Uh, this soldier tries to put up this big kind of tower shield and the, like, just the force from the attack has definitely hit him and he stumbles back and shoulders back up with these other soldiers that are with him. The small howitzer-looking barrel disappears into the wrist hole again and then back out and fires again for 17, 23 damage. And that time he's able to get his shield up in time and shield himself from taking any damage from the second shot. And then he will fire again, 21 for 20 damage. That hits. The barrel slowly turning red will then smoke and he will lift his hand up. And that's the end of my turn. Yeah, Maxwell telling me to charge. I will say, uh, God, it's been a while since I've done Vanagraph, but God's blood, Maxwell. I'm having deja vu or something. I feel like we've been here before. I don't recognize our new compatriots, but hopefully they're capable in battle. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I kind of give them a look. Hi, I guess. And I charge for justice. And I charge forward. <laughs> I will get within range and I will take the dodge action. And I'll say, come at me, foul knaves. No one can defeat the might of Cervantagraph. Beautiful. If you two could make yourselves useful, that would be... Much obliged. Goy, what the fuck is going on? I honestly have no idea what's going on right now. 
And Goy's gonna activate his wild shape and st the starry form of an archer. Should I roll a new cosmic wheel or oh, well, for the Did beginning you do that on a long it, rest or once per day? At least a start of the day after a long rest. Then no, you wouldn't roll a new one. We are just went all the way up to our max HP and stuff, so I had to ask. Right, yeah, you're long rested, but it's not a new day. So if it's long okay. rest, go for it. If it's right. a new day, then do not. Okay, and so Goy's gonna activate his starry form in the form of an archer, and then he's gonna look across um, the big guy. Goy's just gonna look at him and cast Hold Person, the big guy in the shield and the, out of the soldiers. Okay. And then he's gonna Luminous Arrow right behind it. So I'm gonna need a yeah, it doesn't seem to affect that uh, heavily armored creature in the middle. If you want to roll an arcana check, go for it. All right. 19. Uh, yeah, so Goy, you, you are uh, attempt to hold this heavy, heavily armored creature in the middle, has this massive shield, uh, and as the spell fails to really grab hold of it, you realize that this creature is undead. Hmm. Duh. <laughs> Should have known better. All right, and luminous arrow for 28 to hit. On the big guy? Yep, on the same guy. Yeah, that super hits. For 11 radiant damage. Ooh, let's see if radiant does anything special. Do, 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 do. Ooh, nope. That's boring. It should, but it doesn't. And then Mr. Glow will take just a step back. Okay. All right. On initiative 20, this big, giant, gaping demon maw begins to suck in all of the force and matter around them. It is terrifying, just the sense of uncanny from this thing. Everybody roll a dexterity saving throw. 20. 12. 17. 9 from Zaldwin. Hey, everybody. Tyrell, a.k.a. Heavy Arms Oliver. And I'm Cody, but you can call me Space Pirate Grundle! We're here to talk to you about this week's sponsor, Tomb Guardians, Inc. They just launched a new 5e adventure on Kickstarter called Curse of the Usurper. Curse of the Usurper has 400 plus pages to quest and adventure through. Tyrell and I got to play through the intro chapter to Curse of the Usurper called Tavern's Bane Freighter. And it was a ton of fun. It was so crazy how they just thrust you right into this world. I had a blast. And at the end of the intro, I was just ready to just get into the game. I was ready to start playing. Absolutely. The maps and the character designs right out the gate blew me away. Oh my God, the map looks great. And got me really hyped. Like, I was ready. I was ready for more. The boats looked really great. All the characters had art, even some of the NPCs that we didn't even really talk to very much. They had like great art. The big monster we fought at the end had great art. Absolutely. And a piece that we didn't even get to experience is they have QR codes with fully voice acted descriptions to assist the DM in the play. Nice. Which is something that I would have loved to hear. So I'm going to look into that as I get rolling on that book myself. I was really impressed with the music they provided to set the themes for all the sections of the book. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. If you haven't played with mood music, you really have to try it out. Overall, an extremely expansive piece of content, even just for a little peek. This book has maps, character art, item, friends, foes, miniatures are available for this thing. Campaign music provided to set the theme and full voiceover descriptions throughout the entire book. 
Listeners, you can check out the Tavern's Bane Freighter Encounter now for free by going to tombguardians.com and clicking Curse of the Usurper at the top of the page. That's free D&D content. And if you like that, go back their Kickstarter. What are you waiting for? I know you guys are hungry for that juicy content. Come on. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Let's get back to the game. All right, Zaldwin, you are pulled five feet towards the maw, Zaldwin, and you are relatively certain you should not go in that mouth. You're pretty sure. That becomes this big, giant, disgusting, bulbous creature, pale flesh. Its eyes are at the end of stalks. It's on three legs, and it begins to lumber over the palisades that these soldiers are guarding towards Cervantograph. Uh, it has to take the dash action. You are positioned. Oh, no, it's got reach. All right, it is going to lash out at you with a tentacle. Ooh, 31. What a hit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that'll do it. For 19 damage. All right. And you are grappled by this thing. It wraps this big spiny tentacle around you. Uh, and then it is going to take a strike at Zalduin or Gray. Who are you manifesting as? I am in the visage of Zalduin, but I will be using Gray's sheet. Got it. 25 hit Gray? Yes. And you are also grappled. So it has its tentacles wrapped around Zalduin and... Vantagraph. I love this fucking union of Zaldwin and Grey. Fucking Austin understands the assignment. It's your turn. There will be markings on Zaldwin's face that light up and this kind of shift in energy in Zaldwin's body as their eyes start to glow and these markings start to glow and a line of anti-essence bridges between Zaldwin's two horns and Zaldwin just says mm. I think not as Zaldwin casts banishment on this big fucking meat boy oh my god <laughs> big uh, meat boy with the was that charisma is that charisma or wisdom uh, I believe it's charisma this thing is not real charismatic that's for sure yeah it's gone This thing wraps its tentacles (laughs) around both of you, striking you, and then in the same moment, it disappears. Excellent work, stranger. Quite competent indeed, Maxwell. Does anybody else want to try me? Was fortuitous. I do like the execution of that spell. Indeed, many people try to use it in a cheeky fashion and don't get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) Zaldwin just turns with, like, this head that's wreathed in all these glowing lights and just gives a a gentle nod. Fuck yeah, crack open a cold one for the boys, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gulp it down, baby. Uh, These soldiers that are in this kind of gold armor, they they, um, feathered helmets, all four of them, just at the same time, just, and they step forward. Towards you, Grundle, or uh, Vantagraph. All right, Vantagrundle. Vantagrundle, and they strike at you. Um, any of you would recognize that, well, they seem to have like less technology than the rest of you. Their training is just intense. These are soldiers through and through, and they strike. I did take the dodge action. 
and two of them are going to lash out at you, Grundle. The other two are going to take the dodge action. You have taken the dodge action, so yes. that is going to be a 20, a 15, and a 16. I believe the 20 hits you. The 20 will get me. Okay, that is 14 damage. All right. And the second one's attacks, again, these are coming in like very well coordinated. 14, 19, and 20. 19 matches. Okay. All right. After they step forward and do their attacks, this uh, this old, just insanely dusty mage just looks like they're just like a animated pile of bones, points this kind of long, curled finger out at you, Maxwell. Teleports. And they are behind you, and you feel them lean over and whisper into your ear. They are speaking to you, Maxwell, but they are speaking to Oliver, and it whispers into your ear, you can't handle death. You can't even say goodbye to one person. How would you see all of them to the next? You're too selfish, too weak. You want death, let me introduce you. Oh my. And he is going to cast Cone of Cold across Tevian, Goy, and Zelda. DC 17 constitution saving throw. 26. Jesus. <laughs> I rolled a 13, um, but used my indomitable trait and rolled a 26. Beautiful. If you passed, 14 damage. If you failed, 29 damage. Yeah. Maxwell spins around his open hand spinning and breaking apart into a circular shield that he tries to use to divert most of that damage. Beautiful. Uh, that brings us to the large, lumbering undead knight. They step forward towards you, Vantagraph. You see death in their eyes, and they swing down at you with a sword. Jesus. For a 26, or no, for a 22, because it has disadvantage. Mm-hmm. For 31 damage. Jesus. And a 27 for 33 damage. All right. That brings us to back to the top of the turn order. That's Maxwell Tevian. Yes. Yeah. Um, he lowers his shield and um, his jaw, which is um, clockwork and mechanical, uh, opens. And he spews forth a cone of flame. 25. Uh, to hit, and then it's a DC 18 for half damage and 13 fire damage. DC 18? Yep. They fail, and the flame shoots through them. It definitely hurts them, but they're, like, cackling the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Fear not. If we continue the pressure, we should be able to overcome. Don't relent now, friends. And, uh, that'll end his turn. Vanta Grundle. Grundlegraph. Yeah, I, you know... <laughs> I like that sparred with all these gentlemen here and I see the make and I say enough toying around combat overdrive go into rage and I was about to start describing the way Vantagraph would do it but I don't know how it would look as Grundlegraph but Grundlegraph you know if you if you if you you play with wax in the bedroom you're gonna need to get a Grundlegraph if you burn yourself oh god but I'm going to use Steel Wind Strike. And it basically, it's just going to look like um, 
Grundle, you know, picks up his patty cannon, but he's just expertly wielding it like a two-handed sword, and he's just like, you know, coming down with vertical and horizontal strikes instead of wild, wild, insane strikes like he normally does. Okay. Uh, they're in a beautiful line, so we'll go chia top to bottom. Fucking shit. Uh, yeah. All of <laughs> Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Burmages. <laughs> Damage. The Vanta Grundle Steel Wind Strike is real. Let's see that again. Don't you get brutal critical or whatever? Or is that in my head? Am I making that up? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, you should get brutal critical because you crit on that first one. Right. Um. My God, what is that? Fifty-one at the end. Well, he rolled. You rolled a nine. Okay, on that sixty ten, you rolled nine three ten nine ten ten. The 51 Ooh. damage. You did more than your crit on that. I also did an extra 19 damage from Brutal Critical slash Savage Attacks. To the top one, right? Yeah. The, the northernmost? Yeah, that was <laughs> a fuck ton of damage. You all see Vantagraph swing this sword expertly. Like, shing, 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 all in one smooth motion. And then where do you land? Does it have to be, where is it, 30 feet away? It's uh, five, five feet, feet from, from mm, an enemy. Five feet from a target. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, this is a a uh, man-like creature cast in full black plate the size of Grundle. Yeah, yeah maybe a little bit shorter than Grundle, actually, but... <laughs> is that Grundle talking or Vantagraph talking? <laughs> but a large oh. plated knight in black cast iron. Yeah, I'll just take a step back from them, and uh, I think I'll just stay here and get ready for their advance. Mr. Goy. Seeing the, you know, pretty well-damaged Vantagraft, Mr. Goy is going to switch to the form of Chalice, his starry form of Chalice, and then run up behind him, and then he will cast Cure Wounds, and then his chalice heal on Vantagraph. The the, uh, the healing energy is sucked out of the air around you. We don't, we don't do that here. Actually, we don't do that here. Oh! And Zaldwin <laughs> cast counterspell. <laughs> I counterspell your counterspell to oh! counterspell healing. Holy shit. I forgot you were a gray win. I was like, how does Zaldwin know that without her <laughs> Excellent, excellent. You don't fucking counterspell healing. I mean, you try. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. So that's a total healing of 24. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Goy. All right, 24 health back to Vantagrundle. Oh, that's a bonus action. Goy is going to take this weird dart load it in his gun and shoot it in Grundle's ass. Well, Vantagraph's ass. And... Vantagrass. Grundle grasp. <laughs> A potion of cloud giant strength. So, for the next hour, Vantagraph Grundle has a strength score of 27. Oh my god. Damn. Damn. You know what's hilarious is that's my strength score cap. Right? <laughs> I was just about to ask, yeah. can you have a strength score of 27? Can't remember what we said the cap was. Is it... Is 27 the cap? currently 27. Okay. Gem to grand strength. Right. Then Goy was take a step back. God, it's so weird to think about potions being used in a demi-planar space, isn't it? 
Yes. The mind sure. makes it real. Yeah, you just have to believe. I love it, though. It just fucking gets weirder and weirder. Orc logic. If you believe it's true, it is true. <laughs> right. Um, uh, this maw of this devil begins to suck in the energy all around you. DC 14 dexterity saving throw. 18. 8. Oh, 6. I rolled a 7. I'm going to roll indomitable on that. 16. Okay, if you failed, move 15 feet closer to the demon maw, and you cannot take movement until the end of your next turn. I think not. And Zaldwin uses uh, Blessing of Existentialism, and mm. Forced Movement does not do anything to me. Beautiful. Interesting. Didn't think about that one, giant demon face. Zaldegray is just a bucket of nope today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zaldwin is going to start pulling at this uh, glowing thread that is between their horns, and he's going to start manipulating it, pulling at the essence, shaping it into what he needs it to be, um, which happens to be a cast of Blade Song, or not a cast, the the entering Blade Song as a bonus mm-hmm. action, and then casting haste as an action. And their like wings beat so strong, they push all of the debris underneath them out in like a 10 foot radius as they fly right up next to Tavian and strike the mage with a sword. It's a 29 to hit. Ooh, or 10 to yeah. Nice. Yeah, that hits. And yeah, so you strike this thing. It backs up a little bit. Not backs up at all, but it takes the hits. (laughs) Surround yourself with weakness. Always. Is that the end of your turn, Solomon? I believe so. Hey, not to rules lawyer myself, but you could have done Booming Blade. Uh, I thought that I couldn't because... Oh, I could have. It's your hasted action, so you could. If you'd like to change that, I'll let you this once. Okay. Just because it's been a month, everybody can have one. You did slightly more damage. Slightly more. (laughs) The uh, soldiers make another sound, and they all simultaneously take a step forward. Two of them are going to strike down at you, Vantagraph. And let's see... This is going to be three strikes with uh, disadvantage? Or no, that was just when you had the dodge action, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 15 critical fail and a 23 for 11. 23 will hit for 11. I am raging though now. You're raging, right. And then three more attacks. 16, 12, 23 again for 14. That 23 will get me. Yeah, they're just striking at you. Very well coordinated. Okay. Hmm. Impressive. Someone taught these men well. This mage continues to cackle. (laughs) You're not ready. You don't deserve it. And he is going to misty step to our dear friend, Mr. Goy. I'm assuming the misty step gets through. For now. And for now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see... And he is going to attempt to shock you, Mr. Goy. He reaches out a decrepit finger 
and attempts to strike. Oh, and he critically fails, so that touch does not work. And he just cackles and tries to sound cool, even though he's not been very cool thus far. The large knight is going to step forward and continue just absolutely beating on poor Vantagrundle. Hmm. Three attacks. 19, 20, and 25. Those are all get me. Okay, that's 26, 20, 32, and 27. Quite a bit of damage. All right, let me use math. Not looking good. I don't know if I make it. I have two HP left. Ah! Okay. Maxwell, back to the top of the turn order. Drones sprout from the pack on Maxwell's back and link to his body and lift him off the ground. And he moves over just to the south side of the line of soldiers. And he just says, Do not presume to tell me of death or my understanding of it. You know very little, you crazed fool. And his arm will extend and the howitzer cannon will expand and multiple uh, rods will appear out of the forearm and he will fire a lightning bolt from the cannon. Yeah. In a line hitting all of the soldiers. Uh, 20 to hit for 29 damage. Okay. What's the DC? 15, 5, 5, and 11 on the soldiers. It's a DC 16. Okay. They all fail then. They are in heavy armor. They are shoulder to shoulder, so they all fail on this, doing just a shit ton of damage, AOE damage to these guys. Most of them are looking pretty close to death. And then the large armored one needs to make his save real quick. Eight, 11. Sorry, go ahead. And then I think I'm going to action surge. Ooh, okay. And then uh, fire turns my uh, cannon onto the wizard and um, we'll just fire three howitzer shots here. One, 19 for 18 damage. Okay. It's a nine. I will use precise shot. Oh no, it's a it's a it's a critical fail. Never mind. I don't do that. Right. And then oh my god, a critical what? fail again. <laughs> okay. So nineteen for eighteen damage, and then the other two miss. The cannon sparks and overheats as I overestimate, and yeah, the cannon misfires. Yeah, you blow a piece off of him though. Just weird, dry, decrepit flesh flies off of his body. That brings us to Vantagraph. Sir Vantagraph will keep fighting. Okay. Hmm. It's a little hairy in here. Just a little bit. You got two health, you're fine. I will attack this gentleman, the soldier, one of the rank-and-file soldiers. Okay. I will attempt to get him. Okay. 20 to hit. Yeah, super hits. 19 to hit. Uh, that one's dead. All right. I am going to... Hmm. Hmm. Take a step onto the dead man. Okay. I broke your rank. And then Vantagraph will stand in a very similar V formation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's a bonus action, and then I can shoot as many... As I got, I got seven charges charged up. So I kind of imagine that it looks like Vantagraph takes the V formation and then his like chest plate kind of lifts up and there's like a beam cannon inside of it. 
Okay. <laughs> cool. Fucking awesome. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my god. Are these all with advantage? Um, no. I don't think these ones are with advantage. Because I, I think that was the ruling on that. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering. Ranged attacks can't be. Because it says, okay. uh, they have to be melee attacks, I believe it says. Got it. Okay, so those seven attacks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's going to be, uh, you're starting with the large undead knight and working your way north, right? Yes. Okay, so that's a, first one is a hit. Second one is a hit for 22 damage. Third one is a miss, 17 misses. Fourth one is a hit for 18 damage. Then we've got a 22 for 20 damage. Then we've got a 20, 16 damage, which kills the undead large armored knight. And the next attack is a miss, 16 misses. Mm. But you have killed two of them now. And that, unless you have any other movement, that's going to bring us to Goy. That is, well, actually, I do have more movement. But I don't think I would take it, to be honest with you. Even though I'm so damaged, Cervantograph uh-huh. would never retreat. Okay, cool. Damn it. <laughs> you you tip two hit point, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Mr. Goy. Hold on, Vantagraph. Hold the line. Goy says something, but it's shocked to hear almost Nivet's like voice. Zalwin, I, 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 I need you to counterspell for this. And Goy's going to cast Heal on Vantagrundle. Well, I'm, I'm, if the guy cool. counterspells, counterspell the counterspell is what he's getting at. Yeah. Do you actually yell that before you cast? What, to counterspell a counterspell? Yeah, like, do you yell that for sure? In Nivet's voice, no less. In Nivet's voice. So yeah. hearing that, he is going to counterspell at level five, which is going to require a check if you want to counterspell Zaldwin. Can I also counterspell at a higher level? Wait, no, what is heal? A level seven spell? Yes. It's going to cast a level seven counterspell. Uh, no, it's a level six. Level six. Sorry. Fuck a dick, Nivets. It's going <laughs> to be. You had to say level seven. You put it in my mind. Six. It's level six, which makes the DC 16 arcana check, Zaldwin, unless you have six level spells. Which you do, don't you? Because you're great. I do. Uh. I roll a, you said a DC 16 Arcana check? Arcana. Yep. You can try to swing the Arcana. Mm, I got good chances. <laughs> Do you have good luck, though? I have to roll a six or higher. Come on, coward. Just run away. We know that's what you like to do. 29 on the Arcana check. Oh, my God. <laughs> dollar, dollar. Arcana. Yeah. You uh, basically, there's this small moment of arcane energy where this like lash of essence comes out towards Mr. Goy and then it is knocked away by magic of your own and the heel gets off. Vantagraph gains seven. Uh, Why doesn't the little one keep its mouth shut? And then following the 70 health, the chalice heel also heals Grundle for an extra eight. Hell yeah. I'll take it. And Goy is going to f- pull out another dart, shove it in the rifle, and then, again, shoot Vantagraph. This time with a uh, potion of haste. Or nice. speed, which is the haste spell. Potion of spaced. 
spaced. Bro, I'm totally spaced on what I was doing here <laughs> right now. Did you calculate in the extra strength when you were attacking and stuff? I did. I just changed my strength score flat out to... Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Just making sure. Because my strength score is typically 20, so it's pretty easy to remember. And that's Goy's turn, because he can't move, Okay. Right? He can't move. Assuming you make this save, you can next turn. But it is initiative 20. The Maw is going to attempt to suck you all up again. This time it's a DC 12 save. Dexterity. As this thing pulls against you. Uh, Zal de Grey is immune. 15. You resist this pull. Max rolls a 17. 22 for Zervantagrath. Yeah, none of you are susceptible to this horned devil sucking in all of the air around it. This uncanny darkness in the center of its mouth. That brings us to Zaldwin, Zaldegray, Greydwin. Zaldwin's wings are gonna as uh, he flies forward just along the ground, toes barely touching the ground, and Zaldwin's poncho is going to spread out and these additional arms are going to reach out from his midsection and blaze with this radiant energy uh, as he casts Steel Wind Strike. Oh, shit, baby. There it is. Uh, So I'm going to hit the wizard and the three remaining uh, shitheads. Yeah, three remaining shitheads. We'll go top to bottom. Call out the rolls for me. 19 for 32 on the wizard. You cleave him in half. Oh. 21 for 34 on the next uh, guy down. Solid strike. It's not quite dead. 25 for 29 on the next one. That hits. And the last one gets a 29 for 29. That hits. All looking bloodied, uh, but resolved. Like they, they are like defending this pass with everything they have in them. Almost admirably. And then I still get an attack. Haste. You sure do. Haste Daroni, baby. That's a 29 damage for... Uh, that's a 20 to hit for 15 damage. Uh, that's that's enough. I mean, so you just... You hit all of these people, blood spraying everywhere, and then you just explode this last soldier, and his shield clatters to the ground. Not the champions. The soldiers turn and step forward to you, Grundle, bleeding very close to death, uh, and bravely strike out at you. Today, we die! Come and I will give you a warrior's death. 28 for 19, 27 for 11, and then an 11 misses. I will retaliate. I forgot I had that. That's something that Grundle got not long ago that I forgot I had. Okay. 22 for 30 damage. Excellent work, soldier. Now let me put you down honorably. And that you do. That is the end of that shadow's life. And the other one is going to attack you bravely. The last one standing three times. 11 misses, 15 misses, and then a crit. 23 damage? Or 21 damage. 21 damage? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he seemingly, I mean... (laughs) He gets that last hit on you, and then he just kind of stands up straight, even though the blood is uh, flowing freely at this point. He stands up as straight as he can. Servantograph would nod. Excellent blow. 
Maxwell levels his arm cannon, and he just says, Know that I do believe that all life matters, and if all life matters, then all death matters. Which means that this, like everything else, matters. And then he fires a 15, a 27, and then a 16. So 27 for 25 damage. Yeah, and I, I imagine put him down very humanely. Yeah. You did say all lives matter, which is a little weird. Oh, but uh, all lives oh matter. No, <laughs> oh, no. Bullets. I said, I said, all life matters, not lives. <laughs> there is a <laughs> contextual difference. Oh uh, no! Oh my! It's so much as the second that you do that, you feel yourself being ripped away again. It's like all of these lives clamoring to try to get to the top, trying desperately to come out for just a moment. We are on a new map. Everybody, please choose who you're going to drag out, whichever characters you want to play here. You are in some sort of wooden ship right now. It seems like you're at sea to some degree, but you are surrounded by fire. Flames are shooting up all around this boat. And there are several figures who are sitting around these tables, lounging, taking drinks. You appear. These creatures all look up at you. Seemingly, they don't even notice all of this fire that's around them. This ship just seems to be floating down some sort of river of fire. It seems totally normal to them. They're sitting around. They're playing cards. They're having drinks. They don't seem affected at this at all. And then suddenly you are there. You are at this table on this weird casino steamboat in this middle of this river of fire. And they look up at you. They smile. You see pointed teeth and they grin. They say, oh, oh welcome. Oh, there. We're playing a couple hands. Uh, the one licks its lips and stands up. <laughs> We know why you're here. Let's get this over with quickly, huh? So, everybody roll initiative again. Right. Okay. 22. 34. 20. 22. Guys, calm the fuck down. Everybody's critting. You should crit your initiative twice in a row. What? That's crit your initiative two times in a row. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I did, didn't I? I got a 19. Didn't really think about that. This is a nice little break for the episode. So let's go ahead and stop here. You have just appeared on this strange, some sort of like gambling riverboat in this river of fire right now. These sharp tooth little friends here uh, sitting around getting ready for a drink. And they look like they really want a drink, if you know what I mean. It's a vampire joke. So thank you everyone so much for listening. Having a good time. Shit's going to continue to get even crazier and crazier as we go through whatever change has hidden away inside of this core. If you could, do me a favor and go to actualplaypods.com. That is kind of like our new central URL where we have everything hosted. That's where you can find links to all of the podcasts. That's where you can find links to our Discord. And that's where you can find links to our Patreon. The Discord is a lot of fun. Everyone hangs out in there. We like to talk to fans, do fan theories, talk about like games in general. We have all sorts of fun in there. And there's also our Patreon, which if you could take a moment to check it out, we'd super appreciate it. You can get access to the show about the show. You can get access to all sorts of goodies. Like we just published a Nivets module on there. 
We, uh, I published a playable race that you can try from the homebrew called the Lana Giro. Patreon is nice. You need to check it out. Again, it's actualplaypods.com. And that's the outro. I haven't done this in a while, guys. It's been a little bit. I'm out of practice somehow. It's been a month, and I've somehow forgotten everything that I used to know how to do. Big, big F's in the chat. So we'll see you all next week for episode 85 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, Rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King. Previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock column formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands Off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot, Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. And the illustrious Kantuka Numba, a tamer of dragons and creator of musical delights. Special thanks to Ariar, the Warforged monk who joined the crew in search of their missing car keys. They're always the last place you look. You might want to watch out for Zuma, a mortal who is searching the galaxy for a cure to the disease he is cursed to spread. Probably going to need to keep six feet, or maybe six light years from this guy. Incoming SOS from Captain Joe Rogers says here he's stuck on Terra in a future beyond all comprehension. Whatever that means. Special thanks to Chaos Incarnate, Destroyer of the Multiverse, forever trapped in a frying pan. Hopefully not Grundle's frying pan. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash the homebrew, and we'll see you next week.